Have you ever stopped to think that virtually everything we use in our daily lives is based on technology? Even further, do you understand the software behind this technology? Welcome to The Art of Software with Martin Lacey. In today's program, you'll hear how software is created and implemented, why it's written the way it is, and learn from its success stories, proven best practices, and significant failures. Now, here is your host, Martin Lacey. Hi, and welcome to The Art of Software. I'm Martin Lacey, your host for today's episode and for all previous ones. Uh, today, we're going to talk about business innovation, technology adoption and creation. Now, uh, we've had a lot of time in previous episodes to explore various aspects of software development, what it's like to build software, what the teams are like, te- technologies that are available. I'm going to try and recap that and give you an understanding that the, some of the underlying uh, processes when it comes to building software and try and help you navigate the uh, labyrinth of terms and technology to unearth the ideas uh, that you may have for innovation in your business, be, be it creating a custom solution or adopting new methods and processes uh, enabled by te- technology adoption itself or, you know, uh, like I said, creating something new for yourself um, using bits or you know, right from the get-go, uh, totally custom. So that's kind of where I'm, where I'm going with today's episode. Uh, so let's take a step backward uh, here and kind of re- rediscover the uh, the landscape, the nomenclature, what software is, and so to help write give it a better uh, idea or help me get that whole ball rolling. Um, Let's take a look over at what Wikipedia has to say. So, according to Wikipedia, uh, uh, computer software, or simply software, is a collection of data or computer instructions that tell the computer how to work. This is the contrast to physical hardware from which the system is built and actually performs the work. In computer science and software engineering, computer software is all information processing by computer systems, programs, and manipulation of data. I threw the manipulation there. Uh, Computer software includes computer programs, libraries, and related non-executable data, such as online documentation or digital media, Computer hardware and software requires each other and neither can realistically be used on its own. So that's the summation of, you know, the the gist of what software is and that it's reliant on, of course, hardware. So there's a marriage between, um, you know, the physical and the logical. So that's where we're getting into uh, what what software is. Software is really just the instructions, uh, codified instructions on telling the computer how to do a particular task. Now, you know, it, it, at heart, every time I, I try and think about uh, explaining what I do, and I, you know, software is just so um, part of my blood. I've been doing it for so long, and I love building software, and I love solving solutions for people uh so it's really kind of hard to explain something that you know it's part of you and you know it it reminds me of uh the beauty and the beast uh movie you know um where the ogre is trying to explain to the donkey um you know uh, i guess uh, mike myers was the ogre explained to the donkey about how the uh, ogre is like an onion and 
that you know is all full of layers and of course the donkey was getting the wrong idea and you know thinking that well it's smelly and you know all kinds of other sidetracks and you know whereas the uh, over ogre was trying to be analytical and try and explain the complexity of each issue or each layer within his psyche and how uh, he's built and how he operates and so software is very similar to the ogre um, it is wrapped in layers and there's multiple layers upon layers and to understand how it all puts together it goes together you got to sort of unwrap the whole thing and then peel it back together again and be able to do that. So what we're going to do is we're going to start off at the very lowest level to understand what a program is. And um, before we get into that, um, I know we've gone into this uh, uh, analogy of uh, the ogre and, uh, you know, the onion and so forth. And, you know, in software, we we do an awful lot of descriptions uh, that use analogies and metaphors to try and bridge the gap between business and business language. So software has its own language, its own vernacular, the way we talk and describe uh, the businesses and the operations and things that we see. And of course, businesses have their own specialty, their own way of describing um, their world. Now, when we build software, we have to try and bridge that gap. So software is about understanding um, or trying to find the experts within uh, the two areas within your business to describe the business problem as well as your software expert to try and understand your business problem, restate it so that it makes sense coming back to you. And that's common communication uh, enforcement. So you need to be able to have that capability to describe what your business does, what you're trying to achieve with your ideas and the software professional will be listening to you and echoing that back and then going back to his team and building up the language or building up the infrastructure. So to help you understand how that whole process works or what what is going on in that and how you can, you know, be a part of that and energize that process, I just wanted to to lay out the, that whole framework for you. So you yourself are a business professional. You understand your language, your particular area of business, what you do. So let's say, for example, you're in the medical area and um, so you have uh, various specialties. So uh, if you're uh, in running a business, uh, not necessarily a medical practitioner, but running a business of some form, you might be in the um, uh, pharmaceutical area, medical imaging, emergency, diagnostics, treatment, surgery, all these are specializations and each one of those specializations and of course there's thousands more within the medical field have their own language. So it's important to when you're going to build software for a particular business function or business area is to employ uh, business experts that understand their language very, very well because that's what they bring to the table is that understanding and what the gaps are because that's what you're going to be solving with software is trying to understand uh, the, how the business runs and ro moves in that particular f functional area, find ways to improve 
the flow of it, realize some of the ideas and dreams of those business professionals, explaining the problems that they have in their business. And they might have some ideas on how it could be solved or better addressed or improved their their uh, delivery to their customers. So all these have to be ideas that are pulled out of the business expert with support by the software professional. So you have your business professional who understands their particular domain, their area of expertise. And within that area of expertise, you might have standard business functions such as finance, accounting, production, sales, marketing, research, development, resource management. So those are all generalizations of businesses, business processes. But within within the various uh, subsets of that, you have the specialization. So you have, even within any business, a hierarchy of language and how you communicate. So when you're describing your business, it's to understand that within, even within your own fiefdom, you have different ways of describing things. So your accountants will ta- talk in a particular way of debits and credits, whereas sales might talk about forecasts and revenue and targets and you know purchasing and receiving and you know research and development. All of these have their own language and then specializations within your particular business function or your um, area of business. So pharmaceutical, you know, medical or uh, oil and natural gas, gambling, um, so many other areas. Uh, it, it just, you know, it, every business has an opportunity and taking that understanding of what you bring to the table as a business and how you serve your customers and how you can better, better uh, your business is what it's really all about. So, now that we have a kind of a foundation for understanding different language and vernaculars, uh, the way people think in different functional areas, uh, software is no different. So within software, we have our own language, our, our own way of describing um, how we articulate what other businesses do or what functions they do. So we abstracted away so that we talk in terms that are general enough that it can apply to any business but specific enough that it is well understood within the software fiefdom of what you're trying to get at so you know within software it has all the traditional um uh, uh, subject areas if you're running a software business, you know, like sales, marketing, research, design, architecture, development, testing, deployment, support. These are all standard in any kind of business. You're dealing with customers, you're building something, you're creating something, providing a service. These are all functional areas within a business and software is no no different. So what you have is this um, series of language gaps that we try and address through meetings and through discussions and through common um, uh, uh, language paradigms. So 
when we talk about software, we're usually, or when we're talking to business business professionals to build software, we're often trying to elicit their description in their words on how the software runs. So that's really what's important is when you're looking with software professionals is not to try so much to adopt our language you need to speak in your own terms and help us along so that we can get it and once we get it then we can help support and grab hold of your ideas so the idea is so that the real um, benefit is uh, is realizing that synergy between how you describe your business in your domain experts way and describing exactly what you're trying to achieve with your business and all the things that are um, going a little sideways or what you see that you can do to take advantage of technology. So those are the things that you, you need to bring to the table and the software professional will help rephrase, uh, re, um, uh, Redescribe and turn it back to you to make sure that they understand what you're trying to achieve. So that's really the the, the language uh, side of things. So once you have that common vernacular or understand what you need to do to bring your ideas to reality and start a software project, it's really about understanding what you need to do to describe your problem and how to bring in the bright professional to describe it to and how they build out what they need to in order to realize your vision. So it's, it's first of all, it's about understanding the, what you bring to the table, the language, communication, getting the right people involved that can help and understand your business, can get inside your head and help get that eye to eye and go, I get what you're saying. I know your business now. This is how I can help you realize it or let's dig in further and keep on digging until there's a real clear understanding of what your business does. And that's that's really the, the sign of a uh, of the type of relationship you need to acquire, acquire when you're going to venture off and start building software for your business. Now, I think um, we're going to have a break fairly soon. So let me just wrap that up for you. All businesses have the same kind of issue. They're trying to achieve something beneficial for the customers as well as make themselves you know, the the choice for solving that solution. Now, within the business themselves, they have problems and they need to try and realize what's best for their customers and how to achieve that. So to do that is through software, through adoption of software, understanding of software, understanding of how you communicate with your software team and describe your business problem. So that's really what you need to do is really be comfortable in explaining what your business does, being open to have lots of questions, dumb questions, because we want to understand your business. And then once that is, uh, you, you go through that process and you feel comfortable with the professional that you're dealing with, then you know you're going to be building a hit team and your solutions will come to fruition because you do have, an, uh, have someone that's uh, passionate about your, your ideas and they're going to make them work for you. So that's what we're talking about. And so, with that in mind, something to think about, 
we're going to take a break. We're going to come back, continue on with this thought. We're going to dig a little bit further into what software is so that when you get into describing your problems with a software professional and they walk away with some ideas, you got an idea of what they're walking away to. So thanks again for joining in. I'm Martin Lacey for The Art of Software. We'll continue right after this break. Thanks very much. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Kless. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. If you are interested in the business of rental equipment, be sure to check out Rental Equip Talk Radio with host Donald Charbonnet. We talk to some of the top names in the rental industry, as well as cover topics that include safety, training, fleet management, legal issues, and more. We'll also cover the history and future of the rental equipment industry. Rental Equip Talk Radio can be heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. You are tuned into The Art of Software with Martin Lacey. To connect with the show today, you may call into 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd prefer to send an email, you may send it to m.lacey at laceytechnology.com. Now, back to The Art of Software. Hi, and welcome back to The Art of Software. I'm your host, Martin Lacey. Today we're talking about software innovation, trying to help your business understand how to get into building software, how to articulate your problems, what it's like to build software, and what those fellows down the hallway who are doing the software development um, are doing. And uh, sometimes it's not that easy to really put uh, a, a good handle on what takes so much time but when you peel away the uh, the layers of what's actually going on in, in building software you understand or you'll come to, to come to appreciate 
the uh, the levels of levels of detail and rigor uh, that uh, goes on in, in building up software and uh, just the nasty level of detail. And that's what it's really all about. It's about getting comfortable with describing your business in infinite detail and not being shy about pushing the envelope and describing every aspect of it so that when you're trying to change or improve your business and the business flow, maybe adopt some new technology, new software, or make something brand new, you really have a good handle on what you're what you're trying to achieve, and that's no different than any any other really business venture is to have a clear handle on on what you're going to do, and that really is an alpha lot of rigor. And software is about rigor. Um, so, just to give you a better understanding, or let's dig back into software a bit and give you an idea on what it's like from. Uh, from a software developer's perspective on how they build software. So, you know, we've all talked about software. Uh, we've heard about software. Software is, you know, a common word now. What is software? In the opening, we talked about Wikipedia's descri- description as being a, a computer program or a list of, list of instructions. I'll go as far as to say that a program is a series of instructions designed with some particular objective. So the most simple computer program, the one that we all tend to um, recall from our early days of software development and even uh, from, you know, if you're writing your own Excel macro, uh, you're doing something uh, in Word. Typically, the example that's given is hello world. So, The idea there is you write a program, a set of instructions that tells the computer to pop up a dialogue or a bubble or something that presents that says, hello world. Now, depending on what type of computer you're using, the language that you're writing your instructions in, and the host environment that is running it, that presentation, the realization of that program can be different. So there are many different ways to write that program, but at the very simplest, it's hello world, and it's written out to what we call the command line interface. So what's command line interface? Going back a good 30 years, uh, and it's still within your computer now, the DOS command level. uh, That's still available within uh, all Windows systems. DOS command level is the same thing as the the Unix uh, shell. So these are all typed uh, typing based old style command interfaces <clears throat> excuse me that provide simple one step instructions to a computer now you take those instructions put them in a series and that becomes a program that program is written in a file somewhere a file being an accessible uh, uh, program that's available to a computer and that itself has uh, program to navigate and find the instructions. So it's actually, we're getting into a um, almost a chicken and egg thing. And if we 
unpeel the onion a little bit further and go deeper into what a program is. And we know that there's instructions and we're comp- writing these instructions and they're in a language that nowadays people can recognize somewhat. So you see a, a word, uh, depending on the language that you're using, if you're using, say, Visual Basic, you might see begin and uh, things like that, some constructs of the language itself, and then the actual instructions within that language, which tell the computer what to do. Now, those instructions themselves have a, another program that reads them and translates it to zeros and ones zeros and ones being binary, and that's what the computer actually processes. So it's a series of steps that gets you from your human readable language that we're commonly developing in, basic C++, Fortran, COBOL, uh, Lisp. Um, They're all different computer languages, and we use those languages and their constructs to describe the problem that a business domain has in a way that the computer can understand it and process and create the outcome that you want on your computer. So that's really the thrust of the programming world. Now it gets you know a lot more complicated than that as you can well imagine when you have this opportunity to write instructions in one language and have them converted into various sub-languages until they're finally down to the zeros and ones that the computer can understand, it's at what level do you do that translation? So right now, there are different times where you can do that depending on your language environment. Some languages are interpreted, which means that the human readable construct is converted at the time of execution into the lower level components and that translate into binary instruction upon which the computer runs. That's one style. The other style is compiled. So compiled is really taking that all that intermediate language, all the translation layers, break, building it up into a binary image. And those are pre-compiled or compiled uh uh, programs which are now mostly ready for direct consumption by a CPU. There are still lower level uh, processing that gets done on chip uh, to process the instructions and, and move them forward. But from a software development perspective, we don't really even think about that side anymore. We're really talking about um, the, the using the language in the constructs that we understand and just understanding how it breaks down and how it gets built into executables is an important thing to understand when it comes to 
benefits on one type of language or another. So that's rather esoteric, but I build up to some of the more popular things that are used now and like JavaScript and so forth, which is interpreted. So it is something that is converted on the fly to instructions that the machine understands and it's part of what gets operated on your local machine or on, on a server machine and interpreted. So that has one particular performance characteristic versus compiled. And of course, there are different, there are benefits, uh, pros and cons to using each metaphor, using each mechanism. Um, of course, you know, uh, using languages such as Java that are interpreted gives you the flexibility of making changes to code on the fly without having to compile it. So it gets you the ability to have more dynamic, more actionable, um, changeable, malleable software at the cost of uh, performance. But the that that you know is uh, almost uh, a moot point nowadays. Um, when you build software, you're actually doing it with multiple uh, types of languages, multiple environments simultaneously. So we break, up, we break down the whole paradigm of, of software development into various layers. Oh, there I'm bringing back the ogre again. <laughs> okay, so this is where you know, we talk about uh, compilers building software, breaking it down to the machine language, or interpreted where at some point it gets broken down to machine language a little bit further up the stack to in terms of where it's consumed. So consumed being um, where it's being run and used in the real world. So in our simple example of the whole world, we write a simple program, pops up a dialogue, now we see it. That's the, the, the simple example of something that can either be interpreted or compiled. Now, of course, if you want to wrap your mind into it, the compiler itself is a program and it had to be written in a language that in turn was compiled so that it would process and then build something. So you can see it, things had to originally start off with an interpreted language until it got to the point where it can build a compile a compiler. And that's where you know, you, you're, you're kind of leapfrogging from your own uh, hard work. So it's building layers on top of capability on top of capability. So that's kind of what you do with software is you, you build one layer, get it working so extremely well and then you can forget about it and work on the next layer. So compilers, we don't even think about anymore. We're all working on the next layer in the language in, of choice that helps us define and describe your business problem. So we could choose languages. Uh, well, there's popular languages now like C++ or if you're writing or uh, C Sharp, I mean, for, for more business uh, and .NET technologies or JavaScript. There's uh, Angular, which is Angular and JavaScript, which are more for the UI, also for backend, and uh, not Angular so much, but anyway, um, there's lots of choices for each of these layers within software, and um, I haven't really gone into that 
description of layering, I, I, I had a whole episode on it. Um, but to briefly bring us into what those layers are, um, we break down software into not just looking at you know uh, what it does, but how it does it. So there's the presentation layer, you know, so how it brings information up to, to the user or the user interfaces back. The business layer, so that's how it performs and decides on some of the processes, instructions, and what you decided it to do. And the back-end layer, which is the database. So where all the information gets stored, how it gets distributed. So those are the logical layers, if you will. And so we're, we're really looking at that business your your business and your problem and taking a look at it and applying it to this topology of software. So we look at your business problem. We understand what aspects of it are presentational, what aspects of it are process, what aspects of it are data, and data being the information that you need to act upon that do things, which are processes. Presentation is the user interface, how you look at it. So you might look at it on your computer screen. You might look at it on your mobile. You might look at it on your, on your uh, mobile device, on your wristwatch, or any other um, kind of interface. We've got uh, headsets now for doing uh, uh, listening uh, onto on your, um, your brainwaves. So uh, there's lots of technology out there that enables you to grasp and get at data. And uh, data is really uh, a, key in a, a key part to what's possible in our innovative world. So um, those, that's the breakdown of software um, from its functional aspects. We've looked at how we talk about your business and how we try and bridge that gap, that, that language gap of what your business does, making sure that we adopt your language and we can regurgitate and restate what you say, paraphrase it in a way that makes sense, that demonstrates our understanding. And from that, we lay it out onto our world, our topology of software. So thanks again for joining us. We're going to wrap up now. Come back in a few minutes after a short break. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Martin Lacey, for The Art of Software, helping your business innovate. Thanks for joining us. Talk to you soon. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Kless. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. If you are interested in the business of rental equipment, be sure to check out Rental Equip Talk Radio with host Donald Charbonnet. We talk to some of the top names in the rental industry, as well as cover topics that include safety, training, fleet management, legal issues, and more. We'll also cover the history and future of the rental equipment industry. Rental Equip Talk Radio can be heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. You are tuned into The Art of Software with Martin Lacey. To connect with the show today, you may call into 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd prefer to send an email, you may send it to m.lacey at laceytechnology.com. Now, back to The Art of Software. Hi, and welcome back to The Art of Software. We're talking today about software innovation, innovating in your business, showing you and describing to you how to tackle uh, those ideas, get those things that you really want done, those, I, those, you know, the things that you could been wanting to do or things that have just popped up. You saw something really cool that might really help your customers, help you deliver your solutions, help you deliver your business better to your customers. And how you can do that is typically through software, software adoption or software innovation. So today we're talking about understanding software and what that means to your business, how you bring software into your business and bring those professionals that design software into your vernacular, your language, your world, so that they can build a software solution that meets exactly what you need for your vision so you can realize what you think is exactly what your customers need or what you need to make your business hum. So this is all about innovation. This is uh, uh, an exciting world, an exciting time to actually be part of this. So I encourage everyone to really take hold of this, these ideas uh, and not be afraid of diving in and um, you know, trying to realize some of their dreams in software. Uh, even if you're a small business or a large business, uh, there's always opportunities to realize uh, how to do something new um, in your business. So every idea helps the business. Small ideas, big ideas, you know, Everything helps. So in that, then that in that 
vein, let's continue on with our description of software and how we you know, bring this process into the business. So we've talked about software sophistication. We've talked about the layers of software, user interface, uh, the, you know, being the presentation, functional processes, where that's where you describe what you want done, and of course, the repositories, the backend database, which is all the information. So you need to think in terms of what processes you're going to create or replace or augment, what data, what information goes through that. Perhaps you're using new technology and want to adopt something that has a whole new set of data, which is awesome. There's so much data. And now there's so many things you can do with that data. Gaining access to it is the key. And having that accessibility is is now part of what's being uh, the big push, a big, big set of innovations. So that's kind of where we're leading on to now is talking about adopting software, looking at the software technology that's out there. Now, I've mentioned before IoT. What's IoT? Internet of, infra, Internet of Things. So what's things? Well, things are like, your wristwatch, uh, you know, your um, step counter, whatever you want to call it, whoever built it. Um, I've got an IoT device right here. So this is my um, uh, WebSphere IoT device. So with that, I'm building software to learn how to uh, talk to devices that could be out there on the, on the Internet or uh, on your wrist to communicate and gather that data. So there's lots of places and lots of devices. You can even innovate and create devices yourself. We had on a guest who builds his own uh, devices with a CNC machine and constructs the software that deploys and runs on the devices. And that's part of the innovation capability. And of course, anyone can can do that. We're talking about... um, Data points such as uh, what we have here is the emotive, which is the uh, uh, emotive uh, epoch, which is a um, uh, an EEG electroencephalogram uh, gathers information from the brain, and so what that is is all the electrical signals and processing. So a huge amount of data that comes from that. All these devices are, are all part of the innovation uh, that's, that, that is driving all this software capability uh, and all that information. Drones, you know, d- delivery, what's, what's pushing all that uh, UAV stuff. It's all about innovation, trying to create new ideas, new ways to deliver um, better solutions to your customers. So with that in mind, we're looking at software and how you can adopt software. So we now understand the software is in layers. There's multiple programming languages. There's professionals that build the software. When you're looking at designing and, uh, and creating software or adopting software, you look at the various segments of it and how it is going to be realized for you and for your customers. So that's where you talk about the presentation layer and how you're going to interact with it. So when you're talking about that, it's you're talking about the, the edge, the, the outside uh, edge of it. Um, so that's where the IoT, Internet of Things, is because that's on the, on the edge of the Internet, the edge being the final connection point, the furthest reaches, not a website, not your client machine, not in your home, 
but in your on the devices connected to your home network, on the devices connected to your factory floor. These are all part of the IoT revolution. All those devices will start communicating and providing information about their their characteristics or operational parameters. So within your business, you are going to be interacting with these devices. You can create and build these devices, but be aware that it's all about that interconnection. And all we're trying to elicit is ideas within your you and your business to to possibly take advantage of not just the IoT revolution, but the data revolution, taking advantage of all that information or the innovation of software development and deployment and being able to deliver that software to your customer. So software is about being able to reach out and touch your customer and have them come back and touch you in that feedback, that instant response. And that's, you know, we're talking about 5G coming up. And that's, you know, we're going to be enabling microsecond exchange, sub-microsecond exchange, so you have real-time data feeds right at the edge. So that's up and coming. That's just around the corner. So preparing for that is learning to understand what you can and can do. (laughs) Really, there is no can't, it's when. And... Wrapping your mind around what you in your business can take an opportunity to innovate, to reach out and better your business, better your customer's experience, better your own experience, and improve how you operate. So looking at all these different technologies, software can be built and deployed so that it operates on your handheld, on your mobile phone, on devices such as this. It can be developed and deployed on anything. So really you need to open up your mind and be comfortable with explaining your ideas. Software professionals are here to listen, primarily listen, and then communicate back that they have heard you and heard you well. And so that once that understanding is there, you have a team that can help you build your ideas and your dream. Even if you have struggled with articulating your dream, you've got a partner in a software professional who is used to drilling down problems, breaking problems up, segmenting them into bite-sized chunks so that you can put one thing aside and concentrate on another problem and breaking the problems down so that you end up building up this environment which becomes your solution so it kind of ties into the description of compilers we went through all this in the 60s building up the constructs so that we can have multiple languages development languages today to describe your software problems or your business problems in software so today we have you know 50 100 languages maybe more uh, and now, you know, of course, languages are breaking up into sub-languages, especially the, the runtime versions, uh, because they are built on libraries. So they have subclasses and subtypes because of the libraries. And what are libraries? I didn't even mention that. Libraries would be a set of programs that are generic enough that they can be reused in any type of business or any vertical so it'd be like draw square draw a circle 
draw this picture. Draw. So those are kind of, you know, very fundamental types of programs from which you build up into something much more sophisticated, like a diagnostic imaging program that looks at x-rays and uncovers um, uh, weaknesses in bones or looks for osteoporosis or does some other clinical work that a dietitian would be performing when doing their x-ray analysis. But we've instilled that um, that understanding, that knowledge into a software program which embodies the algorithms, the processes that that analyst goes through. And, you know, that's really what we talk about when we build software is we're looking at trying to make applications that support and get rid of some of the time-consuming and laborious aspects of, of our existence so that we can function on something a little bit more interesting, things that software can't do, which is really the creative process. And even when we talk about AI, artificial intelligence, um, we're talking about... Uh, algorithms processing huge amounts of data and making decisions on it. Decisions following an algorithm, a process, a program, a pattern. So these are fundamentally, you know, you can build them on top of others and apply heuristics and statistics and other quantitative analytical processes um, to describe them. Uh, But it comes down to really just describing what is and it's not really how you go about the creative process. So anyway, that's I'm coughing on a, on a tangent there, uh, just trying to allow you to, um, or trying to inspire you to create, be creative and uh, don't hold anything back when building or deciding upon your business, business software where you want to innovate because Really, when you get the right software professional behind you, you can build anything. Um, it's really a matter of time and uh, articulating the problem well enough. So if you put the time in to articulate, you will find you will have a solution that will revolu- uh, be the revolution uh, of innovation that you're driving for. Um, so when we talk about delivering software, there's lots of models. And of course, if you're building software, you might want to think about, are, is it just for you? Is it in-house? Or are you going to sell it, sell access to it? A lot of companies you know, take advantage of the fact that they're putting um, the effort into building something that others can use and decide and find out that there's a market for their innovation and they can resell it or adopt to change their business so that they're providing that as a service. Some ideas there. So when you're looking at software and what it can do for your business and what you can gain from adopting software, keep in mind that it can go both ways. Not only can software help you innovate within your business, when you go through that process of exploring your business through software, 
you can understand that there's opportunities that you're not really doing in your business now that are like, oh my God, I can do this. Yeah. And it's, you're turning the box inside out. And that's really something that is the innovation opportunity that lies within your business and your your own understanding, your knowledge of your business is bringing that idea of what would improve it to fruition. And if it can be pushed out and adopted by others, awesome. If not, so it's something that is innovative and makes you unique and serves your customers better. But the bottom line is, you have spent the time to articulate your business, your solution, your idea, your concept. You fleshed it out with a business professional who knows how to speak in software. And that will yield you her huge benefits in your business, not just in the software itself, but spending the time to articulate your business and explore it with somebody who really just wants to help. So with that in mind, and all the things I've said, I want to say thank you for joining us, or joining me, for The Art of Software. I'm Martin Lacey, your host from Lacey Software Technology. If you have any questions, please don't uh, fear to pose them to me. I'm at m.lacey at laceysoftware.com. Oh, my God, I said that wrong. M.Lacey at LaceyTechnology.com. So please uh, look me up. Send me a link. You can also find me on LinkedIn. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Again, Martin Lacey, Lacey Software, the art of software. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to The Art of Software. Be sure to join your host, Martin Lacey, again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of our program on the Voice America Business Channel. Until we talk again, have a great week.